business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Rolling this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Saturday night. It is THT Movie Review. Yes, we're a little late, and I apologize for that. But life must go on. We must do what we have to do. And that is what we've done. Anthony, my man. You, what's up? What is going on, sir? Uh, man, I'll tell you the truth, bro. I am fucking excited, dude. I really am. This movie oh my. this movie oh my. we're about to review turned 22 years old yesterday, which makes me feel really old. But not that. I really love doing Adam Sandler movies. I really do. Just, so do I. This is like our second one. This is. I believe The Wedding Singer was our first one. This is our second one. Third one, I'm sorry. No, we did uh, Waterboy, too. Ah! That's our third one. So this is our third one. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because I knew we did a... Uh, I knew we did Wedding Singer. I, for, I almost forgot about Waterboy, but we did do Waterboy. Absolutely, we did. Um, yeah, we was just saying, pray for no Skype issues. Anthony, if you heard the music, we're okay right now. Uh, you did. Yes. You, you, you did hear it, right? We're fine. Okay, we're fine. We'll speak of nothing. <laughs> we will speak of nothing. No, no, we will. We, we, we're good right now. Let's just leave it at that. As long as I got the Jews on. My, <laughs> all I got to say is I got the Jews on my side tonight, Sandler. <laughs> In box. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the tribe's on your side, brother. The tribe is on yes. your side. 
Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, this movie turned 22 yesterday. We are doing Happy Gilmore. Um, Anthony, you're going to be a little disappointed. I could not find any NYPD blue reference. A couple of uh, Hill Street Blues references, uh, which you've let slide before. You know, so. But I literally... When I say I went through everyone in this movie, I went through every single person on IMDb. Could not find one NYPD Blue. Sandler does not like the NYPD Blue people. Surprising. He's a New York guy, too. Uh, He actually was born in Boston. Really? Yeah, he's actually a Boston guy. He grew up uh, in that Boston area um, doing that whole Boston comedy thing. Matter of fact, him and Joe Rogan were sort of in the same little area there, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, hey, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, that's what, that, that's actually where he grew up, but it is a little surprising, but it's also not that surprising thinking about where he, you know, I mean, he's a, a little younger. His, uh, the people he gets in his shows are a little, I don't know. He's uh, See, they're telling me to turn you up. Let me turn you up a little, Anthony. A little more here. I don't know if you can turn yourself up a little more because I got you pretty cranked up in Skype and everything. But uh, if you can crank yourself up a little bit, put the mic closer to your mouth, whatever. Yell in it. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, this movie. Yep. Oh, there you go. This movie was actually a big, big success in the box office. Um, when it came out, it was actually number two at the box office, its debut weekend, uh, 8.5 million in revenue right away. This film was, uh, $12 million. This film cost to make it grossed a total of $41.2 million. Uh, so definitely cannot call this film a flop. Uh, Happy Gilmore, 1996, definitely not a flop. Um, you know, it's it's the usual Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, most Adam Sandler movies are Adam Sandler talking baby talk, but they seem to make millions. Yes, he has a built-in audience. Baby talk, pissed off Adam Sandler. It's, a, it's the best Adam Sandler, my opinion. It really is. And, you know, he, look, this was one of the first guys to be the, the uh, you know, quote unquote, $20 million men uh, was Adam Sandler. And that's scary because literally this guy started off as a comic. He went to SNL and then he started making his own movies. And, you know, Billy Madison was, I believe, his kind of debut movie, his first movie. And we will definitely get to that movie down the road. But, you know, he he really, you know, he really became kind of a cult classic. You yeah, know, that's actually what uh, put him on the map. But uh, Sandler goes back to about, uh, I want to say, like 88 or 89. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's done some, you know, TV shows. He was Jesus Christ. This guy was even in the fucking Cosby show at one point. Uh, but I mean, we've, you know, I mean, we've gotten an Adam Sandler, like I said, you know, like me and you both said, we did Waterboy, we did uh wedding singer. So we've talked about Adam Sandler, uh, Christopher McDonald. We've never had the pleasure to talk about who plays shooter McGavin in this movie. 
uh, and has been in a bunch of other movies. But this guy really takes to the part of the douchebag golf guy in this movie. I mean, just takes right to it, you know? Yeah. This has a, he has a very punchable face. Yeah, yeah. We get to see a, uh, Julie Bowen, who's not a very famous act- actress, but uh, has done a few things. Um, she's very, very hot. Uh, we see Francis Bay. Adam Sandler seems to always like having elderly ladies in his movie. Um, Bob Barker even has a part in this movie. Um, and Ben Stiller actually takes an uncredited role in this movie. Yes, that actually surprised me, you know. Ben Stiller, I mean, he was known, but not really widely known at this point. But um, still kind of like weird that he took an uncredited role in this. I guess he was just doing a favor. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean, yeah, you really don't expect a guy like this to take an uncredited role, um, but I mean, that's now. Back then, I guess he was just kind of looking to get in any fucking movie. Yes, and we will be remiss if we didn't mention the great, the amazing, especially during the month of February, Carl Weathers. Ah, absolutely, Carl Weathers, uh, Apollo Creed. Yes. Need I say any more? He was also in Predator with 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 Arnold. And also the underrated Action Jackson. Yes, the underrated Action Jackson. Um, also, this movie has another kind of underrated actor, uh, Richard Keith. Um, he's a big, tall guy. Uh, he's done a lot of movies. Believe it or not, this guy's been acting since 1950s. Um, he was even in an Elvis movie, Roustabout. Uh, th- th- this guy's been in a ton of fucking movies. He was even in a Bond movie. I'm trying to figure out which Bond movie he was in. Let's see, I gotta go up here to the 80s. He was in Cannonball Run 2, the second Cannonball Run. Um, he was driving the Mitsubishi. Uh, I can't see which... Ah, Moonraker. He was in Moonraker, that was the 007 movie. He played Jaws in that movie. So uh, that's pretty much what he's most known for, is that that, that part. Uh, he had big gold teeth. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Yeah, are you a 007 fan at all, Anthony? Very much so. Uh, have a uh, soft spot for uh, Sean Connery. Well, I mean, there were, you know, more Bonds. I mean, there, there was a Bond before Sean Connery. And the... Oh, I know that. It's just like, for some reason, I feel like, he was the best buy. No, I, I I totally agree with you. I mean, Never Say Never Again is probably my favorite Bond movie. You know, and that is a you know, Sean Connery uh, movie. But yeah, that is probably my... Never Say Never Again is probably my favorite Bond movie. Yeah, that is definitely one. But I mean, you know, uh, who was it? Roger Moore, I believe, was the first one. And then Sean Connery. And uh, then you Pierce had Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, which I... I believe if I had to pick Bonds, I would put him second. Oh, interesting. Really, I would. Uh, I don't like the new Bond. The new Bond is more... Uh, who's the guy playing the new Bond? I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. Oh, me neither. But the new Bond movies, to me, are very... you know, and as Michael Bay-ish? <laughs> they are, and what scares me... What, what, and I like those Michael Bay explosion kind of movies, but... I don't know, man. You know, the Bond movies are something that probably should have been over probably after Pierce Brosnan. You know, really. 
Yeah. That's probably when they should have ended. It's it's kind of like they're kind of, you know, I, I say this all the time on the wrestling show, going back to the well too many times, but they really are in this one. Um, but you know what? Let's forget all the Bond movies and all that stuff. Most of the actors in this movie haven't been in many things. Um, this was an early Adam Sandler movie. This was actually the second, was this his second right after Billy Madison, I believe? In terms of like a starring vehicle, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, 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 that's what I mean. His, his personal second movie. Um, you know, I believe this was the happy, another happy Madison production. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and start getting into this movie. It's not a very long movie. It shouldn't take us too long to get through it. But I will admit, there's so many quotable scenes in this movie. I have a lot of clips. I was hoping you did. I mean, it's like from from Sandler to his cronies. You know, you got the uh, Alan Covert guy, Kevin Nealon, mm. a young uh, Will Sasso. Wanted to mention him. Yes, we do have Will Sasso in this movie. That's right. Um, and yeah, I, I almost forgot to mention Kevin Nealon, who seems to show up in a lot of these Happy Madison movies um, somewhere, somehow, some way. Not all of them. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, but Alan Covert, my God, is he a relative of Sam? Like, gotta be, because he, if you pay attention, even if it's like a small walk-on role, he's in damn near every Sandler movie, at least one, at he, least one time. He is, and the other uh, Eric Bischoff-looking guy. You know who I'm talking about? The, uh, ah, I can't think of his name. He was the uh, the, the, the douchebag in the Waterboy movie. Um, it's Alan Covert and... All right. See here. I'm actually looking gonna, it up. Too. Yeah, I'm actually gonna have to look up uh, the water boy. He was the drug dealer in Grandma's Boy. Oh, shit, I'm looking it up because that's gonna kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the drug dealer in Grandma's Boy. Uh, he's done a ton, a ton of the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I'm actually going back right now looking to see who the hell he was. Was it Peter? Uh, was it was it Dante? Peter's Don Peter Dante. Okay. Which. In Grandma's Boy, he plays Dante. It had to be a uh, still a wrestling term. Had to be a rib. Had to be. Had to be a rib. But, uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into this movie right here in the beginning of the movie where he sort of introduces himself. Uh, Happy introduces himself, and we'll go ahead and we'll play it. Here we go. Ever since I was old enough to skate, I loved hockey. Wasn't really the greatest skater, though. But that didn't stop my dad from teaching me the secret of smacking the greatest slap shot. My dad worshipped hockey. My mom didn't. That's why she moved to Egypt, where there's not a hockey rink within 1,500 miles. <laughs> dad always took me to games to cheer for our favorite player, Terry O'Reilly, the Tasmanian Devil. He wasn't the biggest guy in the league, but he feared nobody. Handsome fella, huh? He always said that when I grew up, I could be anything I wanted to be. But I never wanted to be anything but a hockey player. Yeah, my childhood was going great. But life is full of surprises. After the funeral, I was sent to live with my grandma in Waterbury. Uh, Anthony, by the way, Waterbury, Massachusetts. Waterbury? <laughs> Waterbury, Massachusetts, by the way, this, yeah, again, these Adam Sandler movies have very heavy either Boston or New York references. 
but most of his movies, if you think about it, like Grown Ups is all filmed in Boston. This movie is in Boston. He does a lot of Boston movies, either Boston or New York. They're sort of interchangeable with most people. But, uh, yeah, he's right in between. This movie, though, is basically based in Boston. But here we go. I'm going to play a little more of this. You, you, you can still hear it, right, Anthony? Yeah. All right. Skype working good. Here we go. I was kind of nervous since I really didn't know her that well. But she dressed like Gene Simmons from Kiss to cheer me up. The sweetest person in the world. See, after my dad died, I developed kind of a short fuse. That kid right there just stole my party blower, and instead of asking for it back, I felt I had to belt him in the head a bunch of times with a hammer. Look at me go. But most of the time, I was quick to say it. During high school, I played junior hockey and still hold two league records. Most time spent in a penalty box, was the only guy to ever take off his skate and try to stab somebody. After I graduated, I had a lot of different jobs. I was a road worker, a janitor, Okay, real quick, as he's doing this, every job after high school, um, he seems to take an item from that job and turn it into a giant dick and start jerking it off. <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, <laughs> what Adam, Sand Adam Sandler had to be an inspiration for THT and our dick talk. Had to be. He might have, might have been. But, uh, yeah, every job, by the way, you know, right now, you know, in the construction thing, he picked up a real long cone, started jerking it off. Uh, janitor job, broom, uh, mop, jerking it off. Anyway, we'll keep going with this. And just remember, he's jerking something off in every scene. A security guard, a gas station attendant, and a plumber. Lately, I've been working construction. It's not a bad racket. I'm a pretty good shot with the nail gun. But uh, one day, my boss, Mr. Larson, uh, got in the way. Apparently, he also has a short fuse. Look at that. He got a few lucky punches in there, but I still feel I won the fight. Anyways, those jobs weren't for me. I was put on this planet for one reason. Play hockey. There you go. That's the only reason Happy Gilmore was put on this planet. But, uh, by the way, the first... the the, the as he's, you know, shooting the nail gun, the first guy he hits is Richard Keel, the guy we were talking about earlier who played Jaws. Um, you'll notice in this movie, every time he's in a scene, he's holding on to something. Uh, he had a, he had a very bad car accident. Uh, I believe it was 1992, and he was hurt very bad. So he's, you know, th this was 1996, which was only four years later. So he was still hurt, had to lean on to something. Basically, he was using a cane, but did not want to use it in the movie. You know, big, tough guy. Um, but, uh, you know, basically, this movie starts out where he is wanting to be a hockey player more than anything. So, uh, Anthony, you know we got to play a little bit of the hockey stuff. So let's go ahead and oh, let's go ahead and start with some of the hockey stuff where he's... Uh, a young, you know, trying out once again for his local hockey team. Here we go. My puck, baby! Don't you ever touch my puck! Number 18. Is that Gilmore again? This guy tried out anyway. At least 10 times. Guy's got a lot of intensity. Not a real strong skate. Ain't the best puck handler either. 
So we get the drift in this. He's uh, not the best hockey player. He's just an aggressive guy. Aggressive hockey player. Intense, I believe is the word. Uh, So he's an intense hockey player, which that's fine. That's what most hockey players are supposed to be. Um, Matter of fact, my, my cousin, who is actually in the wrestling group, who everyone seems to savagely tear his pictures apart, um, actually Wait, wait, you're related to that dude? Uh, yes, I am. That is my wow. legit cousin. Um, actually, wow. the last name should sound familiar, Lepo. Uh, we talked about my uncle Marty in Marty Lepo in the Black Mass episode. Wow, that's yeah, that's right. That's wow. that's his son Andrew, my cousin. Um, he actually almost played for the Bruins, but his knee got torn out. Um. But I do remember one night, one afternoon, I was with my aunt, Marsha, his mother, and we were playing. Uh, he was playing hockey. He was, it was a, it was a, uh, not a tryout, but it was a, like a preseason thing that he was in. And he knocked down the goalie with his stick. He sticked the goalie and knocked him on his ass and then pointed to me with the stick. I will never forget that moment in my life. That's the, that's like the my my most amazing hockey memory in the world. That's amazing, Bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, that that's if I had one hockey memory, that's what it would be. And I know I kind of went a little wrestling there, but anyway, no big deal. Oh, real quick, Box. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of like established, you know, Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler. We're older, and obviously, we still have a fondness for Adam Sandler movies. You mentioned at the, at the top of the show, 22 years old, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. How well do you think Sandler's movies age as time goes along? You know, in watching this movie today, like I did, I watched it. You know, when I got home today, I had a few things to do. I think his movies still hold up. Reason being, his his references. I mean, some of them are very old, but. They still tie in today, but I really think Sandler's movies still hold up today because he didn't go for a lot of the current, you know, the the current references. He just sort of threw himself into the roles and made it goofy. So a goofy type of movie like this should still hold up. Yeah, as long as you, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can agree with that because as long as you don't like make references to whatever's going on at that time, you never date yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, oh, all right. Sheen said I still have music playing. I didn't know what he was saying. It's turned down and everything, but it's still playing. Uh, no big deal. Um, but yeah, you know that th- that's like the. But yeah, my little thing is the yeah that that was it. But let's let's go ahead and continue with the movie here. Um, we go from there. They see. His intensity, again, he wants to be a hockey player more than anything in the world. Um, But they don't actually take him. Uh, You know, he actually ends up beating up the guy from the place because they kind of tell him, you know, maybe next year. And then he goes home to his girlfriend at the time. 
uh, who is played by, they don't really, who is she, by the way? <laughs> she's like way down in the list. So I don't even know who she is. But she's in here very quickly. And let's go ahead and play where he does go home to his girlfriend. Uh, obviously, he's very, very depressed. He's got nothing more that he wants to do than be a hockey player. And he goes home, and this is... Going? I got a subway. I went to high school with a guy. When are you getting back? Terry, wait! Wait! Yeah. You're not going... You're going nowhere happy in your tape. All you ever talk about being a pro hockey player, but there's a problem. You're not any good. I am good. You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home, and they suck! I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. I, I, I think they're excellent finger paintings. I am not spending the rest of my life with a loser. I'm gone. Good, then get the hell out of my life. Who needs you? Beat it! Leave me alone! I'm sorry, babe. I, I, I just, you scared of being a... All right, just to clarify, he's actually speaking to his girl through an intercom downstairs. He doesn't know if she's there, if she's listening. Um, and actually, in a few seconds, we find out the only person listening right now is a boy, a little, probably 13-year-old boy. But we'll play a little more from here. And over and again. Okay. Now, while he's singing the song, an old Asian lady is is listening in and she's kind of uh she's kinda of digging it. So you know, here we go a little more of the scene. To the night. All right, it is not his girlfriend. It is the old Asian lady that we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, uh, he wakes up in the morning. He gets a phone call, and he tells his grandmother he'll be right there. It is obviously his grandmother. The old lady is still there. Uh, she says, you know what, breakfast? Matter of fact, here we go. All right, so he banged the old lady. What do you think? What do you think, Anthony? You think he banged the old lady? I wonder if he got free Chinese afterwards. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> free egg roll. I wonder if she nuts if uh, MSG comes out. Oh, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> that's just wrong. He cum blast soy sauce all over there. <laughs> just fucking wrong. Um, yeah. All right. So from here, we did say his grandmother calls. Uh, we find out his grandmother's house is actually here. I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll play the scene. We hear it all here. Grandmother. Get out, kid. We're just doing our jobs. Your grandmother hasn't paid her. But I didn't have any money. Well, you taking all her stuff. I'm not taking her stuff. Okay. The government is. It's not like I'm taking your stuff over to my place. So don't get mad at me. But she's an old lady. I mean, old. You can't just take her stuff. She's too old. Her stuff is now. Well, at least we got... Now you're really good. Oh, look, pal. My grandfather built this. Mrs. Gilmore owes the $70,000 back taxes. Oh, my God. We have to take that. No, 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 I don't... Well, he threw him through a window. So 
I would think he hates just just an idea. Um, he deserved it. That guy had it coming. He, he kind of did have it coming. I'll agree with you there. Uh, but, yeah, he did throw the guy out. And, again, that was Will Sasso, um, one of the guys you know we did here. We'll hear him again in a few minutes. Uh, he does end up putting his grandmother in a nursing home, I guess is what you could call it. And, again, we talked before about how Ben Stiller makes an uncredited role here. Uh, and he has a pretty decent, you know, not a, not a bad role, a decent role. But um, we'll go ahead and play a little bit of the scene where his grandmother first shows up at the uh, nursing home right after, you know, he... i got to do this. Don't live with me. Nonsense, dear. You're a grown man. I wouldn't burden you. And that's fine. Oh, she got hit by a car. She's dead. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, I am going to get that 200 is a promise. In the meantime, just stay here and... and... Oh, pardon me. I love you. I love you. Don't care. Okay. Sir, um, could I trouble you for a glass of warm? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to... Well, damn. If that woman right there isn't fucking scared, I don't know what was. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the scene right there. She actually um, isn't very happy there. Ben Stiller, again, taking his uncredited role, being a real, real mean guy. Um, well, let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. Uh, based on, like, you know, he wasn't, like I said, it was an uncredited role in this movie, but uh, do you think Ben Stiller could play a convincing psychopath? Even though this, he was playing this character here for laughs, did, this, did you uh, have any hope for him, like, playing like that, like Robin Williams? one-hour photo-type character? Or do you think that's too much of a stretch for him? No, you know, I kind of did. I kind of think he could play that role. Um, there was a movie he did. He was in it for a very short time. It was called Next of Kin. Uh, Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, they were both in it. And he sort of played a gangster. It was a very early role for him, and it was a, a really... He, he did very well. You could see him doing a serious kind of part. Um, I'm not sure if he's actually done one, but I would be interested to see it. Yeah, I really would. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and have you ever seen Next of Kin? I heard of it, but I haven't seen it. You've heard of it? I haven't seen it. It's, it's a really good movie, man. I like it. I like it. I'm a, you know, action movie, Patrick Swayze, another movie where he just, you know, hits people. I like it. So, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to the next scene. Anthony, hopefully you can hear this next scene. Um, I just did a little switching in Skype. But uh, the next scene is where he's, he actually figures out his little talent that he has. And uh, let's go ahead and play it, and we'll... Bet you I can hit a ball past that tree. 20 bucks says you can. Hey, moron. I told you I want to watch the hockey game now. Cut the golf sissy crap and finish up in there. Relax. Think of it as a way to enjoy your grandma's possessions for another half hour. Oh, my God, you got a hold of that one. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it's not as easy as it looks. Sorry, ladies, I'm not the golfing type. I'll tell you what, you hit a ball past my ball, and we'll go straight back to work so you can watch your precious hockey game. It's going to be hilarious. Look, I'm standing. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
dead. Go back to work. That house is like 400 yards away. That's unbelievable. Beginner's luck. 20 bucks says you... that guy he shouldn't have been standing there time double enough better pay up all right so this is the point where he figures out he can drive the hell out of a golf ball um you know obviously at one point in the movie he does take up golf and that's why the movie you know for some reason movie's called happy gilmore but anyway (laughs) Very, very deducive reasoning from you, Buck. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I have had a few shots of rum tonight. But anyway, uh, we go on. We go to a part now. Right after that, he starts going to the driving range and just hitting golf balls. Hustling. Yes, yes, he's hitting golf balls. Basically making bets, and I'm gonna. I'll. Uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and play some of this too. I wasn't planning on it, but let me back up a little bit, and we can go ahead. I know you guys can't see it, but the sounds are good. So here we. All right. Thanks, man. Tell your friends. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. All right, so he's taking bets, and this is where we get to meet Carl Weathers. We get to meet Apollo Creed, Anthony. Yes. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Apollo. Apollo. Chubbs. Oh, yeah, Apollo. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, we do. And he plays Chubbs in this movie. a The resident golf pro, if you will. Um and, you know, he's got people telling him, hey, you should play in the Waterbury Open tomorrow, which is a golf tournament, and he sort of poo-poos on it. But from there, uh, we keep going a little bit, and definitely Carl Weathers sees something in him at this point. Um, he's like, God damn. Yeah, w- what? Go any further. Yeah. Should we should we break down to the people the story of uh, Chubbs' uh, hand? Uh, Yeah. I guess we can. Uh, Chubbs is a gentleman with a wooden hand. The hand is wood. Go ahead, Anthony. You want to break it down, you can go ahead. Basically, uh, it was bitten off by an alligator. Mm -hmm. And uh, before he lost his hand completely, he clawed out one of the alligator's eyes, and he actually saved it as a keepsake. Yep, yep. And it's it's a running gag throughout the course of the movie of, him constantly wanting to shake Chandler's hand, and he's like, no, 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 no. He finds every way to avoid touching that hand. Yes, yes, and the alligator will definitely uh, come up in the later part of the movie. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Now, you know, we were saying Sandler is, you know, a hockey player, is still thinking he's going to be a hockey player, and, he, you know, he leaves the golf course for some reason on the golf course there's a baseball um what do you call those things uh a baseball shooter baseball ball shooter a a, a ball releaser ball release uh, <laughs> there we go and he's in that i'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of this because we hear carl weathers come up a little bit and 
Carl Weathers, again, we said he does see something in him, and here we go. Oh, God, I hurt a little, but I'm all right. Oh, by the way, he's in the ball release with the little ball shooter shooting baseballs. He's standing there. Now, usually what you do is you go in these little, you know, ball pens and you hit the baseball and it just sort of flies over. He's letting the ball hit him. And that's what he's doing right here. What the hell are you doing? 364 more days till next year's hockey trials. I got a tough one. Yeah! Oh, God, I felt good. Yeah! Come on, Brown. You're making me sick. Hey! So you're a hockey player? Yeah. You're going to give that shit up? You're going to concentrate on golf. Who the hell are you? I'm the club pro here, Chubbs Peterson. I'm offering to teach you how to play golf personally. No. You have no idea who I am, do you? No, I don't. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I'd be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? Wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. Hell no. Damned alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God! Yeah, tournament <laughs> down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damned alligator just popped up. Cut me down in my prime. He got me. I tore one of that bat. <laughs> I have never seen anybody <laughs> hit that ball half again. All right, now he actually keeps... If you didn't notice, he keeps the eyeball with him. That's kind of gross. What do you think, Anthony? It kind of is, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's a good luck charm for him. Maybe. But we'll go ahead and play a little more of this scene, and here we go. You got real talent. Well, that's nice of you to say, but uh, I've been training to be a hockey player my whole life. Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. <laughs> you should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass. Hey, I bet your neighbor, the accountant, can't drive the ball 400 yards. Bet your neighbor, the accountant, doesn't have a shot to get on the pro tour. How would I do that? You win the Open tomorrow, you're automatically on the ball. Then who knows? Maybe you win a gold jacket like I Gold jacket, green jacket, who? Yeah. Oh! Oh! All right. Now, at this point, he hits his hand, he knocks it out, and the hand gets ran over. But that that's kind of a running gag that his hand is fucked up in this movie. But, uh, you know, he, basically, Carl Weathers is trying to convince him to play hockey. Or, I'm sorry, play golf. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I am a little drunk. Fox. Uh, <laughs> huh? So it's, a good, it's a good time to ask, you know, before you uh, get uh, too far down the uh, drunk hole. Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever played golf before? I have played actual golf once in my life. Um, been in the driving range many times. We have a place here called Top Golf where mm -hmm. you can. I've been there a bunch of times, but I am horrible at the game. Yes. I have only played on the actual course one time, and that was it. I've had enough. That was yeah, it. I yeah, I played miniature golf in it. Fucking windmill got me every time. Uh, windmill. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, goddamn. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. I am I am not a golfer at Yeah. I mean all. I mean and like I yeah, I know Sam I like kinda like shits on it, but like anything else, it like it really is a skill to golf. So anybody that's like super talented at golf, I have a lot of respect for because it's not as easy as it looks. No, it's it's really not. There's a lot of weird skill involved that I don't even fucking understand. But anyway, uh, you know, it, we go more into the movie now. And, uh, you know, basically he does 
make the pro tour and he does show up at the, at the um what do you go the Waterbury Open he does show up because Carl Weather says he can make money and that's what yeah. he needs right now that's the only thing he needs right now to get his grandmother's house back is money so he does show up at the tour and uh let's go ahead and play a little bit of that where he shows up there hey who's that uh the shorter guy on the right doug thompson the other guy shooter mcgavin leading money winner hey who's the girl hey, i'm virginia right. Bennett, director of public of course i've heard really oh, because i'm working on a cross pushing thing right now Jeez, you know it'd be oh uh miss diet all right so we also get to meet his nemesis here um the shooter 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 mcgavin michael mcdonald um this dude is the biggest douchebag in the world i mean really plays a douchebag well uh if you ever saw dirty work with norm mcdonald and Artie lang this guy is the villain in that movie the you know the kind of the asshole so but he's been in a ton of movies Matter of fact, this guy was in Grease too. Yes. yes. I mean, I will say he plays a fucking tremendous douchebag, mm-hmm. but not as bad. Not, I mean, I was, I'll say this for him. He's not as douchey as Jeremy Piven. Every time I see Jeremy <laughs> Piven, I just want to choke the shit out of him. No, he's not. You're completely right. But, uh, you know, this little speech he gives here is, I mean, total douchebag. He... While the guys, while this guy is introducing him to the crowd of golfers, he's turned around and it's the biggest douchebag speech you're probably ever going to hear. But I'm going to go ahead and play it. Waterbury Open. Now, before we tee off, I have a very special, ladies and gentlemen, Shooter McGavin. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. You know, I saw Doug play yesterday, and I got to tell you. This guy spends more time. Well, let me get a little serious on you. Now, you're all aware that today's big winner will be invited to join the Pro Tour, and I just want you to know that although only one of you gets to be my colleague, all of you. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Aw, isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't that a nice speech? It's just great. All right. So this is Happy's first little pro golf tournament that he's playing in. Um... Now, he doesn't realize his caddy. He pushes his caddy down. It's this little weird kid. But, uh, you know, finally he gets to understand that the kid's his caddy. And he basically starts out. First shot, of course, he's not misses it completely. But finally, once he loosens up, you know, it's, it's the fact that the crowd is so quiet. He's really not the typical golfer we would see. Yeah. You know, he's in a hockey shirt and jeans, which, you know, most people, most of the other golfers are all, you know, sort of in golf attire. Well, yeah. As uh, Adam Sandler astutely pointed out early in the film, golf requires goofy pants and a fat goofy ass. Goofy pants and a fat ass. Exactly. And he was right. But, you know, once he finally loosens up a little bit, uh, Car Weathers gets out there and does a little dance with him. Once he finally loosens up, though, he does really kind of get into his groove. He's hitting all kinds of things. Uh, it's putting, though, that he has a problem with um, because all he can do is drive the ball at this point. 
But let's go ahead and play a little bit more here, and we'll go. Choose your shoulders to put, not your arms. Let's break the wrist and bring that putter back whoa, just whoa, like paint. Just let me put the ball in a hole. This is pathetic. Yeah! There you go. Good shot. It's about time. Hey, it is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. All right. So, his little hockey career comes out, and he kicks that guy's ass. <laughs> it's not really the hockey, but the Boston. Um, I mean, he's in a Boston Bruins t-shirt, but Boston guys are sort of known for being aggressive. Well, uh, well, but let me ask you, you're a Boston guy. Sort of, uh, sort of. Well, how is, because uh, like I said, I always got like that a New York accent from him. How is uh how would you rate a uh, Sandler's uh, Boston accent? Oh. If you can pick up on it. Oh, it's fine. Every now and then you do pick up on it in certain movies he lets it fly. But uh you know, I mean uh Ben Affleck and Matt Damon do the same thing. Every now and then in a movie they just let it roll. Because they try very hard. Matt Damon especially has said he tries very hard not to let his Boston accent come out. But <laughs> You know, Adam Sandler has it here and there, and certain movies he's let it fly to. But, uh, you know, they do show, uh, you know, throughout the movie here, Adam Sandler, he's doing horrible in this little tournament. But he does good enough to keep him on the tour and actually get him into pro golf. And again, he's trying to make money to save his mother's, his grandmother's house please live with for a while. Um, so now we're going to sort of the end of this little tournament he's playing in. And let's go ahead and play it. You win the tournament. Pull a goalie. Don't worry about it. Just all you got to do is just. All right. All right. So there we go. He does make it in. Finally in less than the shots he needs. But, uh, and he makes a pro tour because of it. Um, and we also hear that when he does make that shot, he says grandma. So he's thinking of grandma when he's making that shot. That's a little foreshadowing uh, to the movie. Yes. Absolutely. Actually, it's a lot of foreshadowing. Uh, yes. And, and, and we should point out, you know, you know, we do, you know, we mentioned like he does the baby talk, but and a lot of needless fights and all that kind of uh, good stuff. Mm -hmm. But Sandler's uh, his uh, intentions are normally very noble in a lot of these flicks. He just goes about it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I totally agree with you. Um, but of course, like every Adam Sandler movie, he does have a love interest and the PR girl, who is Julie Bowen, who, you know, heard earlier, he definitely, you know, has a little bit of a love interest in her. Now, <clears throat> as he's getting his trophy, he's talking to Carl Weathers a little bit about uh, what, what's going to happen after the, you know, in the future. And he says he doesn't need any training and sort of lets Carl Weathers, they sort of part ways here. Um, not sort of, they do part ways. Uh, then we go back to a scene where he's at, uh, we hear Ben Stiller once again in his uncredited role, and we're going to go ahead and listen. Nope. Hold on. 
Got that. Got that. Anthony, I'll get you in a second. $100 per quilt. Uh, yeah, well, this is handmade quality shit we're talking here. All right. Good do business with Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. I got good news. We're extending arts and crafts time by four hours. My fingers. It's gonna hurt. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. Yeah. What do you make me everybody, huh? Mr. Gilmore! Hey, Toity, straight down to the right, dear. Grandma. Oh, she's super smart. arts and crafts time right now. Grandma's quite a quilter. Hey. Wow, that's a tremendous look. See you. I'm glad to see Grandma, good news. All right. So, you know, obviously we have Ben Stiller here, who's not so nice to the elderly people. <laughs> Is not so nice an understatement. <laughs> uh well you know we're gonna, obviously uh, we're going to get to an iconic scene later but uh mm. that's a very accurate statement yes yes a very accurate statement uh not a very nice guy to these people but um you know i still don't understand why ben stiller had this role uncredited you you must be on to something when you said he must have owed him a favor but you know adam sandler is there to see his grandmother he doesn't know how bad his grandmother is being treated, obviously, because Ben Stiller is kind of a scummy, scumbag kind of guy. Uh, but the next scene we go to is where Adam Sandler goes to the first little pro golf tour reception. Um, and before we get to that scene, Anthony, I got to take a pee break. So, right. yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a quick pee break. I know we started a little late, but this will be the only pee break I take. And uh, we will be back in just a few minutes. See y'all in a minute. Bye. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. I had to pee. It happens. I, jeez. I swear to God, I just got rid of fucking three hours of drinking right there. But uh, <laughs> I feel I feel much better now. <laughs> old boxcar's uh, bladder is uh, starting to catch up to him in his old age, I guess. Uh, the box guy. <laughs> <laughs> the box guy's bo uh, bladder is not so good uh, in the, in his old age. But we do resume at the scene where he is first going to his first little cocktail party reception with all these snooty kind of uh, golfers. And again, you know, he's kind of the jeans and t-shirt. You know, he walks into this party where they're all in suits. He walks into this party in, you know, jeans and an ACDC t-shirt. But uh, we'll go ahead and play a little bit, of, a little bit of this here. Let me go ahead and share. Anthony took that off real quick, and here we go. Volume. All right, here we go. The price is two hundred dollars per quilt. What'd you expect? Norman spends more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it was funny the first time I heard it. Oh, my God. Drink up. <laughs> hey, anybody tapped that can't get, I'll pump. <laughs> right? I'm Happy Gilmore. What's up? Yeah, Happy Mark Lye. Welcome to the... Yeah, I heard about that ace you had on that par four. That's a nice jacket. Isn't it? They give you one if you win the tour champion. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's <laughs> <laughs> sort of the biggest tournament of the year. And hey, where's yours? That's good. Here's a good one. He's a funny guy. Uh, well, I'll have mine in, what, three months, Chris? Yeah, not if I have anything more. Whoa, <laughs> look out. <laughs> you better look out, boys. Hey, you're not doing anything later. It's at 9 o'clock on the 9th. That's a secret of the pros. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, I hear that asteroids machine calling my name from the... So, peace. Oh, and happy. Oh, all right, all right. 
So there you go. You know, he sort of gets a, I guess you could call it invite from Shooter to the ninth green at 9 o'clock. Not a very good thing, obviously. Um, and I'll, yeah, what the hell, I'll just go ahead and play the rest of the scene here where he does show up at the ninth green at 9 o'clock. And here we go. Almost 9 o'clock. And if you can't hear it, he shows up and the sprinklers go off all over the nice clothes he was told to wear. <sighs> so he got ribbed. Um, and he is pissed, to say the least. Um, <laughs> I would be too, man. I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty fucking pissed off if someone did this to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. It is what it is, though. But, I mean, he he did. He'd have a right to be pissed off. He did. Uh, from there, he walks, goes to try to find Shooter. Instead, he finds uh, the PR girl, and this is what happened. Hey, public relations lady, you see Shooter McGavin around? No, why? Uh, I just need to beat the living piss out of him. Wait, let me get him up tonight. I've got to get up in the first. Why the new guy on the tour of Shooter McGavin, see? Hey, my girlfriend's dead, you know. Fell off a cliff and died up. <laughs> really? I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> now, a small running gag in this movie is the stories he tells about his girlfriend. Um, he told his grandmother she died in a car accident, uh, I believe. He just he tells weird stories about his girlfriend in this movie. But, obviously, he likes uh, Virginia, we'll call her, which is her character in this movie. And I don't blame her. She's really sexy. Um, yes. You know what she reminded me of, believe me, believe it or not? Who? Uh, Christy Swanson with the hairstyle. And even facially a little bit. Yeah, a little Christy Swanson, Ashley Judd a little bit. Judd. Well. She's going off the table. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would have, but um, <laughs> maybe I still would. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, you just wound up as a... Uh... You know, a little Twitter complaint or whatever. She Facebook live complaint. That's all right. I'll take it at that point. <laughs> really, I wouldn't mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, obviously he doesn't want to make for more work for her. So that's why he doesn't end up fighting Shooter. But he does end up at the next game, and uh, we'll play a little bit of uh, a little bit of the next next tour he shows up at. And feel a lot of solid energy out of you. Good, positive aura. Great. It's all great. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice to meet you, man. You gotta rise above it. Mm -hmm. You gotta harness it. Block out the bad. Energy block bad. It goes up and down. Yeah, all right. Well, great. Thanks a lot. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> all right. So this is his first, like, a real tour he's been on. He meets Kevin Neal in there, obviously. That's who, uh, the, if you don't recognize that voice, sorry. But that is Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon playing a very similar role to Grandma's Boy. Yeah, very similar. All the positive energy and this and that. And again, this is a Happy Madison production. So is Grandma's Boy. Yes. So. And uh, and, I, and, I, and one thing I we should give uh, Sandler credit for is a lot of the characters in his movies actually will pop up in other movies playing the same character. So so there's a lot of continuity in uh, his Happy Gilmore production. Uh, there definitely is. Definitely is. He's kind of, kind of you know, brings them all in, lets them play different parts, and 
But, you know, we've mentioned before, he's sort of like that John Hughes sort of guy yeah. who brings in the same guys and have him play yeah. different characters. I mean, you know, you can, you know, you watch... Um, yeah, like, a, I guess, like, for example, did you ever see a Little Nicky? No, I haven't seen that whole movie. You have to see it because uh, Carl Weathers' character actually uh, pops up in that movie, playing the same character. <laughs> then I do need to fucking watch that movie. But uh, you know, anyway, he's in his uh, he's in his first real golf tournament at this point, and you know he makes a fool of himself in the beginning of it. But uh, you know, no big deal. He goes from there, and uh, we're gonna start right here where he's putting, and go from there. Oh, yeah! uh, by the way, not only is he putting, but he's sort of changing golf at this point. It's one of those sports where you're not supposed to yell, you're not supposed to make noise, you're not supposed to, you know, do what they're doing. It, it's not wrestling. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not basketball. It's not football. So, uh, and you know, Shaheen is in here asking. You know, is that a good thing to keep reusing same characters or just lazy and relying on what already worked and not being creative? Uh, listen, again, if you're talking wrestling, yeah, it's a little different. But when you're talking about movies, I don't see a problem with it. Reprising characters in, in movies are no problem to me. Uh, it's, it's sort of gives you a niche audience. You get that real kind of audience that, all right, well, oh, okay, I saw it in this movie and I saw it in that movie. You know, they... The, 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 an audience likes to be involved and when they see the same character in more than one movie that, you know, that's not a sequel, it does sort of keep them involved. It sort of makes them feel like they know something that not everyone else might know. So I, I, I enjoy when they do stuff like that. To me. That's just me. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, Anthony, but I appreciate when, you know, I, I see I'm watching a movie from the same, you know, director, producer, and they do a callback to another character. It always, it, it sort of impresses me. It, it's like being on the inside. It's like telling an inside joke, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, yeah and, and, and you're on the in, you know? I mean... You could say, you could say it's a little lazy to a point, but I think that's more or less like Sandler has like a fan base, and I think he kind of likes to do those like wink and a nod to like past movies and kind of like like you said, everybody's in on a joke type of thing, mm -hmm. almost like a breaking the fourth wall type of thing, connecting the dots. Yeah, so I don't think it's so much him being lazy; it's just him kind of connecting the dots. Because like if you're an Adam Sandler fan, you get, you get his humor and you get the characters, and some characters are just popular from other movies and he just likes to carry them over well could be as simple as that yeah and a ton of other directors have directors have done this same kind of thing where they you know brought characters back from different movies you know I, and, and you know like you said earlier they, he brought back the Carl Weathers character as the same character but I don't see a problem with that I really don't see a problem with it like I said it's, it's, it's an inside joke that the audience loves to be in on Especially with Adam Sandler's movies, which are sort of... I mean, I hate to say Sandler's movies are kind of like cult classics, but... They are. They, they, 
I guess cult isn't the right word as because they made money. Like you know, yeah. like something like I right, put it to you like this: like Mallrats was a, I loved it, but it's like when it was in the movies initially, mm-hmm. it, it 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 bombed. It it didn't make a fucking dime. Right. It wasn't until it came out on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD years later that it found an audience. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like people were channel surfing, like and found it on HBO or Cinemax or whatever back in the day, and that's where it developed the cult following. Right. So, like, you can't really say like Sandler's movies are cult classics because they made money from Jump. Right. Yeah, and the, you know, it, it it's hard to really classify the Sandler audience. I mean, he definitely has a following. You know, but well, like, and, and and it just depends. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, as far as like using the same characters, if this is like a fun cameo or a callback, and it kind of fits the story that's being told, best thing I can compare it to is Coming to America. Mm-hmm. Remember, I what the characters' names on um, Trading Places. Damn it. Uh, Randolph and Mortimer Duke. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Remember, they had that little pop-up in uh, Coming to America. Yep, yep, they did. And that was a callback, and, and obviously Eddie Murphy was playing a different character, but he kind of looked at him like he knew him. That was like a wink and a nod to the audience. Mm-hmm. So if you saw Trading Places, you got the joke. Obviously, if you didn't, you went over your head. Right. But I saw both movies, and I got it. I thought it was hilarious. Right, and, and, and again, you're bringing the audience into your little inside world. Yeah. And for the people who know it, it's really cool for the ones who don't. I know it's not that cool, but and you know Shaheen's like you know yeah it's cool once or twice, but every movie, Sandler doesn't do it in every movie. He does do a callback in certain movies, you know, with the same character, but he doesn't overdo it. It's not like he's bringing. He might bring the same guys, you know. The, you know we, we talked about you know Peter Dante and uh, what's yeah. the other guy, Alan. Um, Covert. Covert, but they're always different characters. Those two guys. Um, another guy they bring in a lot is the uh, oh, Jesus Christ, the dad from First Dates, the coach from Grown Ups, um, the old comedian guy. I can't think of his name, but they bring him in a lot of movies. And every now and then he plays the same character, but you know it's 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 just that it's that trademark. It's that watermark of Sandler's to sort of bring a little cameo of a character from an old movie back to another movie. Yes. And like I said, and I think sometimes it's just like if it ties in. Like like the uh, Coming to America piece I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. That was filmed in Philadelphia and New York. Coming to America, at least in the movie, it was in New York. Right. So it made, it made, it made sense for those characters to be homeless in New York since places once again they were big time mm-hmm. so in new york so it was a nice little tie-in so i think like if, if it like fits the movie in the, in the uh, role it's nothing wrong with it right right well actually and you know you're you're, you're half right the trading places took place in philadelphia um the other one did take place in new york but you know philly and new york sort of mixed together so you know yeah. they could have easily yeah, easily ended up in between both, so, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he goes. Oh shit! I got the music in the background again. Um, but uh, I don't think he goes too deep into his callbacks. No, but it's not a big deal to me. It, it's it's not too over the top. Uh, it, yeah. it fits. It fits. Like you know, you you mentioned the other ones, and it just fits to me. 
But yeah, yeah, but uh, anyway, Sandler's sort of changing. Let's go back to the movie real quick. Sandler's changing the the golf game. He's bringing over more of a crowd. He's bringing more of a rowdy crowd with him. And uh, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this. Like you know, he you don't see big celebrations in golf, and he makes a putt, and here's his big celebration. Virginia Bennett in here immediately. You should use a fiver. You're my wedge. So there you go. He's really getting... I mean, no one in golf cuts promos. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever heard a golf promo, Anthony? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, and he's shoving his face in the camera and, you know, doing all kinds of things. At one point here, he's doing the bull dance uh, with the golf club. And uh, Kevin Nealon even says something. I'll go ahead and play that where Kevin Nealon says something. Happy riding a bull? You're acting like a damn fool. Doing the bull dance. Feeling the flow. Working it. Working it. On the 18th green, Shooter McGavin is... It's just me, but his crowd seems unusually small for this type of moment. I think most people have over to Happy Gilmore. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives and his amazingly bizarre behavior. green right now. All right, so again we hear that Happy is drawing more of a crowd... Uh, getting a ton of, you know, ton more people over to his side. Shooter McGavin, not so much. That's obviously upsetting him, but um, we go to a scene now where Happy is putting in his first little tournament, and he has a little talk with Kevin Nealon. Again, playing the same sort of role from Grandma's Boy. Here we go. Happy, or life force, his bags are packed. Just send him home. It's time to go home there, ball. Oh, why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass, ball! Put out a press release concerning Happy Gilmore being thrown off the tour. I want to see a drink's pee. You're right. He was out of line. But you know, golf has been with a colorful, emotional, working-class hero. I will not tolerate behavior like this. Gilmore is gone. I just got a call from the Dallas Open. Their phones have been ringing off the hook with people who want to see happy. All right, so it's kind of the catch-22 where they want to get rid of the guy, but people really want to see this guy. You know? Um, They want to get rid of him, but they're getting advertising calls... And, uh, what? No, no, you know what it kind of reminds me of in a weird way? What? And it's a, it's a wrestling timing. Uh, Austin McMahon. Yeah, a little bit. Because if you think about it, like, logically, you would think about it, why wouldn't he just fire Austin from jump and just be done with him? Mm-hmm. But he makes him so much fucking money he can, so he he tolerates him, but he still can't stand him, which is why he fucked with him. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, definitely, man. But, uh, you know, finally the tour is over, and he 
doesn't happy doesn't place well matter of fact he places dead last in the tournament and again it's all because of the putting the guy can drive the hell out of a ball but can't putt for shit um but obviously the news all they want to talk about is happy gilmore because of the hole in one on the par four and let's go ahead and get into that press conference a little what do you think of happy gilmore i didn't get a chance to see him play too busy winning you gotta admit that's a hell of a drive, 450 yards, huh? Yeah, how do you finish again? Dead last? Oh yeah, yeah. He had a good day though. Thanks. You made a 450 yard hole hey, in one. Where's my check? Yeah, yeah, we'll be mailing them out next week, sir. Oh no, no, I want mine now. Well that guy got one, right? Give me one of them big ones. I don't care. Hey pal, I'm having a beer. They put that on my tab. I was quite a show you put on today. You were the talk of the tournament. Thanks. Alright. So you know he obviously wants his check. Again, he's trying to gain money, get their grandmother's house back. Um this right here that I'm going to play, and I am going to play pretty much the whole thing, is probably one of the most epic clips of the whole movie. Uh, him and uh, Shooter, Happy and Shooter, meet up in the bar, and they get a little of a, their aggression out. And I'm going to go ahead and hit it. Yeah, well, you really crushed that ball off the tee, I'll tell you what. One of those long drive contests. Yeah, you can probably make a very good living traveling, hustling at driving ranges. That's, 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 you know, I know what you're doing right now, mm. and I don't like it. Don't turn your back on Let's get one thing straight. This is Shoot. I've worked hard my whole life. And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak sideshow clown. Only a freak? I was on this. Okay, first of all, he's talking about himself in the third person. <laughs> Would you not want to hit him right there? That's th I mean, it's, it, that's a very douchey thing. I mean... Only person that obviously never pulled it all successfully made millions off of it was Rock. But well, other than yeah. that, it's just it's one of those things that it really is like very douchey, just a douchebag thing to do. It's and and it fits this character so well. Just I mean this this guy is supposed to be the snooty douchey kind of guy, and Michael McDonald fits that character very well. You know, he, he looks like that kind of guy you would see at the country club that you want to punch in the mouth. You know what I mean? He really does look like that guy in this movie. So, you know, great, you know, a, a great casting of characters here. And I'm going to play a little more of the scene because obviously, like I said, this is a classic scene in this movie and probably one of the best scenes. Tour for one reason, money. But now I got a new reason, kicking your ass. Well, <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, I'm on a golf course. Hey, hey, what is going on here, huh? Oh, I'm looking for the other. Right, there's a, there's a two. Why don't you just put it down? Yeah, I know. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? Dude, that would be like a, what, platinum rap song now? <laughs> oh, Jesus I mean, Christ. really, if he put that to an to, to like <laughs> yeah. a, a a good hip hop beat, that could have been a fucking great album right there. <laughs> I wouldn't even put it past it. Yeah, the way the way we go in general is going, you fucking probably right. Yeah, it really it really could, man. Um, I'll, I'll I'll play a little more of this scene after you know Shooter finally leaves from out of fear, and Virginia starts talking to him a little bit because obviously. 
she's dealing with all these, you know, she's the public relations person, so she's dealing with all this shit. Here we go. You better calm down or you're going to... Yes, it can happen, and I don't... I don't want to be a big... I want to make some money. Be around long enough to make money and you start behaving. I mean, no swearing, no... Oh, good, you mean no fun. No, no, no. And that's why I think people... All right, I will work on, but I ain't going to act like a stiff out there. Hey, uh, uh, um, what are you doing now? You want to get... Oh, no, thanks. I don't... Oh, good, because I'm a hockey player. Behave, okay? All right, so there you go. Once again, asks her out, shot down. But, um, you know, still thinking he's a hockey player. Um, but, you know, a kind of a bit of a turning point in the movie uh, because he is told to calm down. And he does try very hard. Actually, he tries. Um, matter of fact, we're going to hear right now him trying to calm down. Son of a bitch! Oh, Give me my... the first thing that happens, actually, after that, let me explain one thing. He's He is calming down a little bit, you know, as he's playing golf. You know, at this point right now, he's really winning. He's getting he's getting checks and checks and checks. So he is finally making money as he's calming down, but he's also gaining you know viewers and a crowd. But we get to the point now though, we did bring up before where Carl Weathers, Apollo, hey, Apollo did lose his hand to an alligator. They are playing a tournament in Florida. Adam Sandler hit Adam Sandler hits a ball. It doesn't go where he wants to. And let's go. Son of a bitch! Give me my ball! Give it here! Pop it up, you dirty bastard! I swear to God, I'll rip it out of you! Give me the Give me the ball, alligator. Ah! You've got one eye. He gets the ball, he kicks the Gator's ass, and he wins the tournament, and he wins the next tournament, and again, he's making money, making money, making money. Um, it shows, you know, he's got all these big checks in his car that they keep giving him. Um, by the way, the car he drives is a Plymouth Duster. I don't know if anyone knows that. I thought I'd throw that out there real quick. But yeah, that is a Plymouth Duster that he is driving. Um, and, you know, Shooter is obviously getting pissed about all this stuff. And I'm going to play a little bit here right now where Shooter is talking to the head of the tour. And let's roll. He's bringing in some big crowds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what was great today, one of his fans, and had Happy written on his ass. Ha on the one, sure enough, PPY right there in the other. <laughs> I think it's great what he's doing. Well, yeah, I'm beginning to come around. Yeah. Well, I'm not, Doug. This man is destroying golf. I saw two pigs. How am I supposed to chip with that going on, Doug? You've got to kick him off the tour. He's not breaking any rules, and until he does... But he's a disgrace to the game! You'd be right, but our ratings are up, and we're attracting new youthful sponsors. Well, I guess I'll... 
Grandma, I came in ninth place. I won 35. All right. So there's a little bit of a another foreshadowing. I guess I'll have to take care of this myself. Uh, Shooter does go ahead. Again, he's getting so mad that Happy is getting his crowd, basically. And he just will do anything in the world he can to get him off the fucking tour. Yes. Yeah. He's like he's like he's like the old bitter veteran and uh Sandler is the uh, hot up and coming uh what is it? It's a good term, spot monkey. Ah. He's a high spot guy. There you go. There you go. Uh but Sandler also finally gets Virginia to go out with him um after all the asking because you know I think Sandler might have the same little not the same but a a uh, where he must have a love interest in the movie. You know, he has always to always hot too. <laughs> always. And his wife is pretty yeah. hot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she really is. Um she's in a she's in pretty much all of his movies too. She has a little spot where you you sort of see her but you sort of don't. But um he ends up taking Virginia to the skating rink. And again, remember, he does want to be a hockey player. So he takes her in there. And the one thing he does is he uh, he cons the guy into giving them the arena to themselves. And, you know, he's got the music playing. He's got Endless, uh, Endless Love with Lionel Richie. And uh, God damn it. Who else is singing that song, Anthony? Um, let me look it up real quick. I know it's Lionel Richie, but I can't think of the... But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll circle back. To that. All right. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, like, I mean, like, seriously, box, you know, he obviously went to a lot of trouble for this chick. Could you see yourself doing, or have you done this? Any Florida stories that tie into the whole, uh, endless love bit that we're oh, uh, watching now? No, God, no. I've never been this fucking corny in my life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this was... You did magic tricks, bro. Oh, okay. Well, you got a point there. I guess I've been a little corny in my life. But I was bad with... Look, I'm a little Jewish boy who was bad with game. What do you want me to do, man? I had magic. And it worked. God damn it, it worked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Weebs is saying that Shooter is on the, uh, the level of Miz when it comes to being a villain. I agree. I agree. Jesus, except, I, uh, I'm pissed that I didn't know this. It's I, Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Thank you. There we go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Miz is on that. Uh, that Weebs even put a question mark. But yes, that is absolutely it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Weebs is uh, Weebs is right though. Michael McDonald is on that level of the Miz, except the Miz would have a little better things to say. Uh, we go now, you know, and remember he was told to calm down, be a little mellow, and we go now to the pro tournament, the pro-am tournament, where he not only gets to play with Bob Barker, but this is where he meets the guy that Shooter hired to piss him off, and, uh, we gotta play some of this scene right here, and of course... We most definitely will. And here we go. How are you doing, Happy? I'm Bob Barker. Wow, what an honor. Nice to meet you. It's like you and I are going to be playing together today. <laughs> That's funny. 
Who am I really playing with? This is a pro-am, Happy. Each golfer is playing with a celebrity. Wow. You know, Nick Paldo and I won this, and I'd like to win it again. All right, I'll do my best. Hey, Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up? It's the price is right, Happy. Let's play some golf. Jackass. Whoa. The club went further than the ball. What was that all about? It's just that, oh, it's rainy and, and that guy and it flipped. You're gonna need a blanket and suntan lotion, because you're never gonna get off that beach. Just the way you never got into the NHL, you jackass. <laughs> it breathes that way. Sure. Alright, so this guy is obviously doing anything he can in the world to throw off Happy's game and succeeding in doing it very well, actually. Um, I am definitely going to play a little more of it, and here we go. <laughs> will not make this putt, you jackass! <laughs> nice shooting, soldier! <laughs> All right, Happy. Nice and easy. <laughs> that was not nice and easy. <laughs> that guy's driving me crazy. You know what's driving me crazy? Getting the ball in the hole. Bob, now's not the time. All right. So the guy is driving him crazy. Bob Barker is driving him crazy. Obviously not having a very good day. <laughs> you think, Anthony? All right. I don't know where Anthony is. Anyway. Uh, obviously, oh, there you go. Obviously not having, oh, all right. Obviously not having a good day, but, uh, let's keep going a little bit. Are, are, are you not hearing the clips? Uh, I'm hearing them. They're in and out, but it's fine. No, but I, know, right. I, I know the scene well. Of course. Uh, I'm, th this is going to be a little bit of a long scene because it's, uh, the scene where he gets into the fight with Adam Sandler, which again, probably one of the most epic scenes of the movie. And um, I'll keep playing, though, because this guy, just every time Sandler hit the shot, he's on. Jackass! This guy sucks. We haven't seen Happy Gilmore play this badly since his, he and Bob Barker, now dead last. I can't believe professional golfer. I think you should be at the snack bar. Better relax, Bob. There is no way that you've been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh! <laughs> All right. So Bob Barker is whipping. <laughs> I mean whipping Adam Sandler's ass in here. Now... What now? The funny thing is, Bob Barker actually did study Tang Soo Do karate with Chuck Norris and his brother Aaron Norris. Another reason to love Bob Barker. Bob Barker is the fucking man. Yeah. So Bob Barker actually did know his shit. But one of the funniest things in this little scene is where, um, at one point, you know, Adam Sandler does get him on the ground. And, you know, they're rolling down the, the uh, a hill. But Adam Sandler says, oh, you know, here it goes. I'm, he headbutts him. He thinks Bob Barker is down. 
but Bob Barker ends up basically getting him in a chokehold. Basically, it's like Kane right here. Here we go. The price is wrong. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough, bitch. So there you go. He gets his ass kicked by Bob Barker. Um, and Shooter couldn't be happier here. Uh, his guy ends up doing exactly what he wanted him to do. Um, basically, almost. Basically, he does get, you know, happy kicked off the tour, kind of. But I'll go ahead and play that scene too, where he's talking to his guy. Here Any better. Instead of hitting you, he hits Bob Barker. <laughs> Good, huh? So I'll see you at the next tournament, right? Oh, no, that won't be nice. Well, look, uh, let's get something to eat. There's a red lobster nearby. My tree. Shooter. I, I thought we were going to be friends. We are. I just... Okay, well, I'll be at the Red Lobster in case you change your mind, Shooter. God bless. All right. A little creepy there. But that guy right there is definitely looking to take out, you know, the uh, happy. And thought him and Shooter were going to be friends. So obviously he's a little unstable. Um, and again, Happy basically does get kicked off the tour here. But this is also where they figure out that he can start doing advertisements and still make money. Uh, he starts doing advertisements for Subway and all kinds of places um, and does end up making the money back to get his grandmother's house. When he gets to his grandmother's house, though, the day he's supposed to pay them back, he finds out it's an auction. And, of course, who's bidding on his house but Shooter McGavin? And let's go ahead and roll that part. Hey, what the hell is the matter with you? Well, real estate speculation is a hobby of mine. Right now, you lay another finger on I burn the house down. What do you want for it, Shooter? You know what I want. You off the tool. Quit. Fine, I quit. Oh, no, he go. doesn't. Happy, I need to talk to you. What? He's a jerk, but he's right. I don't belong in this sport. I'm a hockey player. Oh, really? What team do you face it, Happy? Or a golfer. Look, I did this so I could get Grandma's house back. Now I can. No regrets. What do you think Grandma wants more? To get her house back or to... Tour championships next week, right? If I beat, I get the house back. You beat me, I'll quit. <laughs> You're in big trouble, though, pal. Pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> so again, he makes a fool of Shooter, but also knows he put himself in a sort of uh, bad situation. He might not be able to beat him because, again, his putting skills suck. Yes. Yes. So, he's good at that, you know, yeah, he's good at the high spots, but not good at the basics. There, there you go. He's not very good at the technical wrestling. If, but uh, definitely, of course, who do you think he goes to see? He goes to see the man, the myth, the legend, Apollo. I'm stupid. Whoa. You're smart. What? Boss. What was I that? Can't do it. I can't do it like you go for it. Hey, Apollo. Here you go. What's going on? Listen, I'm stupid. He's mine. I'm fat. He's gay. No, all right. Anyway, here we go. Let's go ahead and roll this. You're the best. I'm... All right. As long as you're willing. 
Are you ready to get down to business and do exactly what I tell you to do? Correct. <laughs> All right. And once again, the hand comes into play. It's just every time he gets near him, the hand breaks. Uh, it, but he does end up taking Happy to a uh, mini golf place. Again, he's trying to only learn to putt. He can drive like a motherfucker, but putting, not exactly his strong suit. So, you know, after a bunch of different, you know, holes on mini golf where he gets extremely angry, Happy does, he tells him to find his happy place. And that's where it finally clicks. And here we go. Remember now, this isn't hockey. You don't play with raw emotion. You can't putt angry. You have to clear your mind of everything and stay focused. Now, how the hell am I going to do that? Think of a place. Perfect. Your own. Go there, and all your anger will turn putt. Happy place. Now, he does go to his happy place, and it's Virginia with pitchers of beer in lingerie. God damn, she looks fucking sexy. Uh, his grandmother is winning at slot machines and getting money. And it's, it's, again, his happy place. The midget, there's a cowboy midget. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, we're not going to get in that one. That was kind of weird. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a cowboy midget. Supposedly there was a deleted scene where um, Virginia was making out with the midget. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he does find his happy place and makes this crazy shot that... Uh, hey, Box, real quick. I yeah. can't resist. Uh-huh. You think the, I, can't, I can't resist. You think the midget came up short? I think so. <laughs> I think he did. I think he came up short. Um, most definitely. Most definitely. He did. He just... Nothing to do with it. But after... <laughs> but after he... Uh, after he finally finds his happy place, they go back to Chubb's place. And Sandler has a surprise for him. It took some giant steps out there tonight. Yep. Shoot. Okay. Got something. You see that? That is the same putter I used when I played. Slightly modified. Uh, you got the spirit of Now, when he says slightly modified, he turned the putter basically into a hockey stick. Which is very cool of him. Very cool of him. Obviously perfect for Adam Sandler, who can't putt anyway. And uh, there you go. But I will go ahead and play more of this because uh, it's very funny. Hockey player in you, Happy. So I figured why fight it, huh? Oh, I got something for you, Tom. What? Yeah, I mean, I figured if this would have happened, right? So I wanted to show my appreciation. <laughs> oh, this looks nice, it, huh? Open it up. Oh, man. Remember the gator that got your hand? <laughs> I got his head. Chubbs! <laughs> Chubbs! Yep. Yeah. He got the gator. But he killed Chubbs. <laughs> Chubbs died. He died. Yep. Poor Chubbs. Chubbs. And once you know, we were talking about earlier about how he popped up in Little Nicky, right? Uh huh. I know you didn't see the whole movie, but the gist of it was heaven and hell. So he died in this movie, and he comes back in a movie about heaven and hell. There's right. a tie-in. There you go. 
Ah, there you go. So, you know, after Chubbs dies, we see the funeral. Then we go right until the tournament, right into the tournament with um, Michael McDonald, Shooter, and Adam Sandler as they're playing, happy. And Adam Sandler is doing great. He's on fucking point. But, of course, uh, the guy, the crazy fan of Shooter's, does end up coming back and actually ends up hitting Happy with a car. Uh, not only a car, but a old-school yellow Volkswagen Beetle. Um, fuck it. Let's... So he yells jackass and runs into a, in a, basically it's where like the announcers would sit a big scaffold. Yeah. <laughs> which will come into play later. We will definitely talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, but the doctors tell him he shouldn't play. But of course, Happy gets up and decides to go ahead and play. He's not doing very great after this little car accident. Um, he can't do the long drive anymore, so basically he's stuck playing actual golf. Um, but the more he plays, the more he gets pissed off. And, you know, f he knows he has to do this for only one person, his grandmother. Yep. So finally, you know, after he's doing horrible, he's missing shot after shot, his grandmother does show up, and I'm going to go ahead and speech to him. Why not? Here we go. Happy, look who's... Happy, you look upset. What's wrong? I would say I stink. I'm not gonna... Oh, that's all right. The house isn't important. Just the house. Stop fraternizing with the help, Gilmore. Just hit your ball if you can find it. Hi, Grandma. I just want you... So there you go. She says those words. I just want you to be happy. Goes back to the happy place. Goes back to his name in the movie. Yeah. Finally, he does go back to his happy place uh, with, you know, Virginia in the lingerie. Thank God, because she has a great body. She really does. She really got a great ass, too. Um, but as he's in there, he, you know, Michael McDonald shows up in his little happy place for a second. But finally, he does go to the happy place. And even Chubbs is there. And let's go ahead and play a little bit. Shut up, Happy. Don't feel bad about me. I got my hand back, see? We've only just begun. Okay, I have to admit, I never in my life thought I'd hear Carl Weathers singing in a... Gotta pay the bills and he wasn't half bad. If you say so. Uh, but... <laughs> gotta support the brothers man gotta support the brothers there you go <laughs> and he does find his happy place though 
And he starts playing a lot better, even without the long drive, doesn't care about it. He's making shots after shot after shot uh, and does find literally his happy place, no matter if he can do it or not. But does finally get to the point where, you know, does win the tournament with an incredibly crazy shot. Um, You know, it's... I don't. There's not really much more to play except the end scene in this movie, um, but you know, throughout the the crowd is extremely behind Happy here, and really a not against, but not with Shooter at all. You know, um, yeah. finally though, there is one point where he has to sh- where um, the scaffold that we were talking about earlier. Uh, as he's shooting the last shot, the 18th hole, the scaffold comes down for people climbing on it. And happy to, you know, they're like, all right, just go ahead and let him clean it up, take the shot tomorrow. But he decides to go ahead. So let's go ahead and... You'll finish tomorrow. Right, Doug? No, no, he has to hit it now. He has to play the ball as it lies. No, I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot, remember? Those are the rules. I'm afraid he's right. Take a shot, Mr. Gilmore. Oh, and Virginia, in case you were wondering, my jacket size is 40 for long, and my right arm's just a little longer than my left. Hit it around the tower. All right, so again, right at this point, he kind of flashes back to the little happy place with Chubbs. Um, and even with the scaffold in his way, he makes the shot. Yes. It goes up, down, around, sideways, through, in, out. Did I miss anything? Coverage of all the bases, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. But finally, he does make the shot. It's a crazy shot. Um, but Shooter ends up getting incredibly pissed off, of course. He loses his jacket. Happy gets it. And he ends up being chased by the whole crowd here. Basically, they show he gets his ass kind of kicked. And... But Happy does win. He wins the jacket, and we do end up right here at pretty much the end of the movie. He, of course, he gets the house back. He gets the girl, and it's basically the happy ending story of the movie. Uh, here we go. The same song that starts the movie, Tuesday is Gone by Leonard Skinner, ends the movie. And- Here's the Chubbs, wherever he is. Hey, Happy. Nice jacket. Who are you waving at? Nobody, Grandma. Let's go home. There we go. And the movie is over. So, Anthony. Yeah. What do you think overall this movie? Love it, man. Like, Big time Sandler, Mark. Uh, I'll be hard. I don't. I don't think I can find a negative thing to think of, say about any of his movies from the nineties. Love them all. Billy Madison. This. I mean, it's. They, I mean, like I said, and like you said, you know, looking back on them, no matter how old I get, I feel like these are still hold up. They're still funny. They're not dated. Mm-hmm. And if you're an Adam Sandler fan and you get his humor, then you won't walk away disappointed. Right. Right. And I'm really glad. That in most of Sandler's movies, he didn't have the, 
you know, current event references and this and that. So they yeah. they could have that, you know, sort of everlasting feeling, timeless feeling. But almost all of his movies do. And I, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I really, really love doing Adam Sandler just because they're all good. There's so many of them and they're so fucking good. Yes, yes. Uh, honestly, at some point, gotta get the Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Gotta get the Airheads. Uh-huh. A lot of people shit on that movie, but I fucking love it. Uh, uh, Big Daddy. I, I lo- That might be, honestly, that might be, that's in my uh, top three. Like, real quick, like, what would you say are your top five uh, Adam Sandler flicks if you had to pick them? Ooh, top five. No particular order. I would put Wedding Singer in there, uh, Billy Madison, this movie. Big Daddy would be prob would definitely be in my top five. And um Fifty First Dates. Wow, that's a wow, underrated I, one. I really like Fifty First Dates and I I really like Drew Barrymore. But uh you know <laughs> I you know, and, and and I would really, you know, have a I would have to add uh Mr. Deeds also up in there yeah. as like an honorable honorable mention. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that one myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Much as I like Drew Barrymore, Winona Ryder in that movie, so hot, so so good. But th- those two really did did very well together. But I don't know, man. Just you know, the, Adam Sandler's movies. Just I hope they stay as timeless as they all are. You know, it it. It, it's something that I'll always be able to go back to and watch Adam Sandler movies and be, and be like, oh, my God, this kind of reminds me of my, you know, after high school days for me, you know, probably high school days for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know, man. It's just one of those things to where Adam Sandler movies will always have kind of a, you know, sentimental place in my heart. And we will do many more of them. Um, but uh, let me let me yeah. ask you something real quick, yeah. Fox. Now, obviously, when he did these flicks, he was like in his early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, record this, he's fifty one now, and he's done the grown ups, and he's kind of like going back to that nineties. Uh, well, what do you think about uh, Sandler still kind of doing like the comedy that, he did, that made him famous? Like, do you feel like it should evolve, or do you think it was all, what his audience expect? I think he's one of those that should stay right where he's at. Um. I mean, he's done a few of the more serious roles. Uh, it was always awkward to me. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, he was in a good movie with John Cheadle that I think we should do uh, called Rain. I think it's Rain Over Me. Mm-hmm. Rain On Me. I can't remember Ra- which one. It's uh, Rain On Me. Rain Over Me. Right. Yes. Very, it's a very good movie, but it's like, with the exception of that one, whenever <laughs> Sandler's going like that's a serious route, it always came across as awkward to me. Not to say that he was bad in the movie per se, but... When I go into a sandwich, like I have certain expectations, and it's always kind of weird to see him playing like these real hardcore, serious type roles. Whether it's like Punch Drunk Love or Spanglish, mm-hmm. it just it just seems awkward to me. I can't really explain. It's just awkward. It is a little weird, but it's also good to see that he can, you know, that that he does, you know, try to go out of his comfort zone a little bit and play those roles. But I do prefer the goofy. You know, I and I've made fun of him before. You know, baby talk. You know, Sandler does all every movie of his is baby talk. But you know what? It's what fucking made him the money. Yes. 
It really is. And sometimes you just got to stick with the formula. Yes. You know, 20 million a pitcher. Goo Gaga. Yeah. Every time. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, 51st date is a little bit out of his realm and it's sort of, a, you know, romantic comedy. But I, I, I like that kind of movie with him. And I don't mind seeing him a little bit out of his comfort zone, but when he gets too serious, it is a little bit odd. Yeah, um, yeah, like it, it, it really is. But um, oh, another one. Thank you, Weeb. The Longest Yard. Ah, I know, I know you might be partial to the uh, original, but the remake was hilarious as fuck. No, I, I like Sandler's version. I really do, and obviously it, you know, it had Nash and Stone Cold and Brian Bosworth, but and Holly. That's what they found Kali and, at. And Greg Kali. But I really like, I, I liked his version. I had no problem with it. It wasn't one of those movies where you're like, whoa, fucking, he didn't stay true. He really did stay true to it. And it, it, it was his take on it. And I had no problem with it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a funny fucking movie. Yeah. But, you know, Sandler movies, there's so many of them that we're definitely going to get to on this show. But... Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I really love his comedy. I love his movies. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure what else to say, man. Uh, I guess last thing I want to add is we're in the remake era. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything that was successful eventually gets a sequel. If you had to pick one, is there any uh, of his movies from this time period that you see getting remade? And which one do you think has a chance of the most success if they do go the remake route? Ooh, that's a good question. Any one of the remake movies I could see getting either remade or a sequel. Or like a sequel. A sequel. I could see Wedding Singer. I could see Wedding Singer being a a, a sequel. Um, I hope, I actually, I would hope it comes out because if you think about it, they sort of just left off at him and her being married. That's it. I can see how you, you're right. I can see some possibilities there. Like maybe they're having marital problems, and by the end of the movie, they're back together. They rediscover their love for each other, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's some possibilities there. Yeah, and I would, I would really like to see a Grown Ups three. I like seeing, you know, Adam Sandler and Kevin James, and you know, Chris Rock. I, I love. Yeah, look, this is like where I was. I would go wrong with that. I mean, I like those movies. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. But they're kind of depressing because, you know, no disrespect, I love Kevin James, big time King of Queens fan, but I can't, I, I can't help but imagine how much better they would have been if Farley was around. Because you know that Kevin James role was tailor made for Chris Farley. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that that's the only thing that kind of like you know kind of like takes those movies down a notch for me because whenever I see Kevin James doing certain problem, like damn, that was that was meant for Chris Farley. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, you got movies, movies like Billy Madison where you did see Chris Farley in them and stuff. And, you know, and he was so, so incredible in, you know, like Billy Madison, like, like, you know, Billy Madison, where he was the the weird bus driver. But you definitely know some of those parts were made for Chris Farley. And it is a Sam little sad, it. but I would still like to see a Grown Ups 3. And I, I wouldn't doubt it with fucking you know, his little Netflix. Deal. Yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't be against it. First two are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. But uh, I don't know, man. I guess on that note, let's wrap it up. Yes, sir. You think so? Yep. All right. Well, 
You can catch me and Anthony right here next Saturday night, 10.30 p.m. No, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always catch me and Shaheen. We are on 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time right here, Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And you can get all of our shows on THT Network. Don't forget to check that out. I don't feel like doing any more plugs. So I'm just going to go ahead and hit the old... I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. There you go. Anthony, I will see you next week. Talk to you later, bro. Thanks. Later.